Giggly Gorilla Studios coming at you live from the trees of the New York tr- sewer system. New York, New York City. Here we are, Everest. <laughs> How the fuck do they get trees down in the sewer system? What the heck? I don't know, dog. What is growing down there? It might have um, got here with the ooze. I don't know. That, that's a very good point. Uh, how's it going, Braden? Pretty good, pretty good. My whole day has been Ninja Turtles and editing. That sounds like an okay day to me. I mean... Hey, beats uh, working. <laughs> that's facts. That is so unbelievably true. So, the last uh, double feature podcast episode we did, in terms of movies, was uh, The Prestige and Inception, which made a lot of sense, because, you know, two Nolan movies, kind of in between the Dark Knight trilogy... And uh, Oppenheimer was coming out, so naturally, the next logical move in terms of a double feature episode is the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and The Meg. So that's what we're doing here today. <laughs> yeah, mutant turtles and a prehistoric shark. What what other exactly. conclusion could there be? What other sequel is there? I- I have no idea, but uh, there's a new Ninja Turtles movie out this weekend. There's also a new Meg movie out this weekend, so we thought, hey, let's talk about these two movies. Brayden's actually just seen the new Ninja Turtles movie, so uh, I'll let him talk about that for a little bit if he wants. Maybe I'll go see it. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't really planning on seeing it, but one of my friends wanted to go. He just asked if I wanted to see it. I was like, sure, I'll see it. I mean, (laughs) I like the Turtles. (laughs) And it wasn't it wasn't a bad movie. I think the animation is excellent. Like it's Spider Verse esque. So Spider Verse really has changed the animation industry for the best because I think that animation style is just it's so fluent and vividly it's appealing. It's Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, it's it offers something that, you know, you can't just get at home too, so it gives you more reason to go to the theater and see it. But yeah, exactly. outside no, of the I animation Nothing too amazing, I don't think. Nothing groundbreaking. It's a it's a fun time. If you're a Ninja Turtles fan, I don't see why you wouldn't like it. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd recommend okay. it to anyone that's a Turtles fan. That's fair enough. I, I'm not that big of a Turtles fan. Uh, this morning was actually the first time I had seen the 1990 movie. And uh, I'll get into my thoughts on that later. But... I don't know, dude. I'm just, like, conflicted because I want to go see one of these movies, like the new uh, Mutant Mayhem or the Meg 2. But, I, like, at this point, I don't know if I actually am going to go and see either because I'm not a big Ninja Turtles fan, and you and Connor have both said, like, it's it's all right or it's, like, good but nothing special. And then the Meg 2 has just gotten, like, horrible reviews, like, nonstop. So I'm like, maybe I'll just go see Barbie again. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, well, we've talked about the new na- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a, that's a mouthful. Um, talked about the new movie, so uh, why don't we head right in to the first time these glorious turtles graced the big screen in the year 1990, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, in the form of live action. I think the suits look great in this movie. I think the suits, I think they, they work. Too. They work so well. Yeah. <laughs> They, I think they were too. Uh, Jim Henson, the like Muppet guy, like his studio is the one who uh, worked on the suits and basically created the suits. And yeah, I was surprised how good they looked. I was, I mean, sometimes they come off as a little goofy, but the movie's a little goofy. So I think 
for the story and the time period, they look great. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think this movie is pretty great, but it's because it's a movie from 1990. Like, if you made this movie today, it obviously wouldn't work, but you can say the same thing about Batman 89 or countless other movies from that era. Yeah. There's not many movies that would still hold up from back then if you made it today other than, like, a Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. And Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I did really like the movie. I thought it was really funny. Um, I was surprised by how much heart it has. Like, we can get into specific moments, but I was, like, not expecting it to have emotional beats that I actually cared about. Oh, my God. um, When This is jumping towards the end, sort of, but... (laughs) When Raphael is taken out of commission and, like, Leonardo will not leave him. Like, he will not leave Raphael's side when he's in that state. I know. (laughs) And, dude, it's so so great because Leonardo was the one to, like, push Raphael away because they have, have like, a big argument. And Raphael, like, leaves, which leads to him getting beat up. And so I feel like it's so great that Leonardo feels, like, this responsibility – to like make it up to his friend by not leaving his side, and oh, then his when brother. when Raph, yeah, his brother, friend, brother, everything, yeah. Um, when he wakes up, he's so happy too. Like Leonardo is just there's so much pure joy and from Ra- him when Raphael wakes up. Raphael is just like Leo, don't and because Leo <laughs> before all this happened, Leo basically told Raph that he doesn't need him. And then all this went down, and once Ralph wakes up, Leo is like, look, Ralph, like what I said before about not needing you and all. And Ralph is just like, don't, Leo. <laughs> the first thing when yeah. Ralph wakes up, too, he's like, what's a guy got to do to get some food around here? <laughs> <laughs> I know. They they love their food, especially pizza. I, uh, of course, was aware of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' affection for this great food, but... I did not know how many times it would come up in this movie. I've been there... so tempted to go get pizza today between watching Dude, the I... 1990 movie and the the one the new one. <laughs> I know. I want some pizza now. Um, dude, Tra- I, Raphael as a, as a whole is just awesome in this movie. Like, I still think you were asking me if I had a favorite turtle earlier in the day before we started recording, and I said Donatello, and I still think that's like probably my favorite just because. I like him. He has some funny ass stuff in this movie, but um, I love all of like trench coat Raphael, which is like iconic, even if you haven't seen the movie. And uh, once he gets back, he's just he's that guy, pal. And I love Raph. Yeah, Raph's always been my favorite. I don't know how much this movie ha- actually has to do with it, but yeah, trench coat Raphael is amazing, and I love that. Like in the opening. Like, close to the beginning, first 10 minutes of the movie when Raph is first, like, fighting Casey and Casey gets the better of him. And then he's chasing him down and they pass the taxi and the passenger's just like, <laughs> what was that? And the cab driver's like, it looked like a giant turtle in a trench coat. <laughs> You're going to Lavadia, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just brushed it off. That, I've, actually, I've actually flown out of that airport this uh, last spring when we went on my tour for colleges we went down to new york and that is the airport we flew out of so oh, interesting LaGuardia, yeah but no i love that scene i was like man this ta- this taxi driver do not care he has had too long of a day he has seen it all uh there's there's nothing that's gonna phase this man yeah no when april first comes into the movie she's like why, why can i not dream about normal things and <laughs> i don't know if she actually thought she was dreaming or just wanted to believe it but 
yeah, she eventually is like, this isn't a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing, okay, this is like kind of a complaint I had, but I also just think it's funny. Tell me how the villains in this movie also dress and look like ninjas. Like, this is before they don't even know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it just so happens that the villains are also ninja people. Like, that's so convenient. Well, I think it's because Shredder, like, Shredder was already Shredder, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that makes sense. But it's just like, no way. Shredder and Splinter met each other in Japan, and now they both have, like, crews here in New York City at the same time. It's like, no way, Shredder knew Splinter before he actually became Splinter, before he was even exposed to the ooze? That's crazy. I know. Dude, I, there are, like, there's more flashbacks in this than I thought we were gonna get, just because, like, with someone who hasn't seen it before, I would have expected if there was gonna be, like, flashback stuff for it to be, like, at the beginning as a sort of origin stuff thing, and I was kind of surprised where they would, like, they pick up and the turtles were already, like, full-grown, and the turtles, and then they kind of just, like, throw these flashbacks in here uh, from time to time, which I think works, but it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, it seems that format kind of seems weird for a movie from that time. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, I guess, like, there's so many scenes in this movie that I really do like, and, are, like, I think are super fun, but I wouldn't say, like, one of my issues with it is I just feel like there's not a ton of narrative flow to it for me like it just kind of feels like we're going from turtles doing funny things to like another scene where the turtles are doing something and then like action scene like i don't think the like narrative structure was that great but the individual scenes themselves for me are really fun to watch yeah it's kind of just like hey here are the turtles they're just trying to be you know everyday people they're just they're just trying to you know live live about in society and here's Here's the Foot Clan, they're evil, and you can come here and do anything you want. All you troubled kids, come come smoke. It's free, just join the (laughs) Foot Clan. Dude, I I love that headquarters, though. I would like to hang out in that place, where all the the kids are. I know, I was like, like, why was this not a place when I was in high school, dog? What the heck? (laughs) Like... It would get. It would be easy to get me signed up for something like that, dude. You show me that place, I'm in. Yeah, they had arcades. They had like basketball hoops. They were smoking. Yeah, they had that drugs. Awesome. They had it all. I know. I was like, what is this? Like the 1990s equivalent of like Dave and Buster's or something? Like what is? They had martial arts training. I know. <laughs> I was like, God dang. Um, there are so many just like funny. 90s comedy moments in this movie though that i think are awesome like um you know when raf gets like he gets into the argument with leonardo and then he then he goes outside and he's just doing like crazy flips and tricks and stuff yes. for no reason <laughs> and that's how casey finds him i'm like why is he doing all these backflips there's uh, no reason <laughs> just practicing his parkour man yeah, there's a there's a nunchuck off that goes on for like an entire minute where they're just, oh yeah, Michelangelo like, just shows him up, shows that member yeah. of the Foot Clan up. And, dude, <laughs> I love how like, Donatello's in the background of that scene, just smiling <laughs> like, yeah, Michelangelo got this. <laughs> Get him, yeah. But that scene goes on for like a full minute. It's like one does a 15 second nunchuck sequence, and then the other's like trying to 
up that person. Like, that feels like something that would be in, like, an Edgar Wright movie from, like, the 2000s. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of got that type of humor. When Raphael is, like, fighting all the foot members on the roof, and he's like, how do you think you're going to beat me? And he, like, more just show up and he gets surrounded. He's like, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also, um, I also really liked, like, again, this is just kind of going to show this movie did have, like, a lot of care put into it, which I think was surprising and is what makes it work. I love little details, like, um, when April's boss comes over when the turtles are at their house or at her house or apartment. And they, like, already know how to hide so well because, like, yeah, obviously they've been hiding their whole life in the sewers, so they would know to hide. Like, just stuff like that, I feel like, really helped fill out this world and these characters. Yeah, I love when I don't remember which one was hiding under the table, but the son sees him in the mirror and he looks back and it's just a stuffed panda. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was Donatello, but I can't... I I thought Donatello was in the shower. Oh, maybe maybe it was Leonardo. I don't know. I think it might have been Leo. Oh, yeah. it doesn't matter. It was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's your favorite? Who's your favorite painter that the that the Ninja Turtles names are based off? Braden, go. Leonardo DiCaprio because he's the one I know the most about. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. So Leonardo guy. Da Vinci. <laughs> God, what am I doing? What? Sorry, I, uh, Da Vinci. A, I like Da Vinci, but uh, I gotta go with Michelangelo. I mean, he painted the Sistine Chapel. That's that's a pretty elite body of work right there. I don't think you can argue with that one. But they're all great in their own right. Oh yeah, well, Leonardo Da Vinci was in Assassin's Creed. Can the other one say that? I don't think so. He was in <laughs> Assassin's Creed? Yeah, he's what in Assassin's he Creed 2, a game I started three months ago and still have not beaten. What what is Leonardo da Vinci's role in Assassin's Creed? He's like your best friend, dude. It's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's like the assassin's right hand man, basically. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Um, yeah. Getting back to just, I guess I'll just keep naming like like moments I love and kind of that tie into stuff about the movie. I love when uh, Swinter's literally like crucified on the like metal fence, and he gives the whole speech, and he says like. You know, all fathers care for their sons. Like, stuff like that is just, like, it drives home the emotional, like, backbone of this movie that takes it from being just, like, a super corny, like, weird 90s movie to being something that I actually really enjoyed and would go back and watch again. Yeah, that was, like, that was the one moment in the movie when Splinter was giving that speech that, like, legitimately almost made me start tearing up. I'm like... (laughs) Like, oh my god, this is so emotional, and it's coming from a fictional rat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know, it's crazy. Um, then I really like the, the piece about, like, you know, it says that, like, Splinter tells them at the beginning, like, you've done well, but you have one more thing to learn. But it, you're not going to learn it here. Like, you're going to have to come later. And then they learn that that was, you know, it's not about the body, but about the mind. And I was like, hey, that's, like, pretty deep for a... 1990 movie about a bunch of mutant ninja turtles and a rat just seeing how like well the emotional beats are handled in this movie and given that the turtles are like a group of outcasts basically and misfits they yeah i would love i know he's doing dc right now he's the head runner of dc but 
I would love to see a James Gunn directed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I think it would be incredible. <laughs> I I think it would be great. Although, like, I feel like James Gunn. Like, I feel like if he does that, he's almost like you know how actors get like typecast. Yeah. I feel like James Gunn would be typecast to be a director like so hard. Like, he does all of the misfit like ensemble group movies. He's doing Superman though. Superman's. An- I mean, I guess technically Superman could be a misfit, but he's not really Superman as idolized. Yeah, that's no, that's a good point. That's going to be different for him. I really hope that works out and is good. Because if not, I feel like DC on the big screen could be in serious trouble. Yeah. Speaking of DC, I've been watching Harley Quinn season four lately. Pretty good. I haven't started it. Is it good? I like it. I like. It's not, I don't know, it's like, it's just Harley Quinn, you know? It's like, yeah. nothing much has changed. It's still that, like, vulgar okay. kind of humor. Okay. I'll, I'll start it, because I, I liked season three. I think, I don't know. I think I like season one the most still, but I still really enjoy season two and three. Like, I don't think there was a big drop-off for me. Yeah, I think I agree with you. But, uh, okay, back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Although, if we're on the topic of, DC and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Remember that one time Batman was in a movie with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That was wild. Yeah, it was pretty sick. I love that movie. It it was. The Teenage the the Turtles have had like so many weird pop culture crossovers. Like they did the Batman thing. They were in Power Rangers or they like met up with the Power Rangers one time in like the late nineties. Uh, I think were, did they? Has there been a Scooby Doo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover? Because if not, there should be. I'm not sure, but yeah, there should be. If not, doesn't that feel like something that would have happened, like Scooby Doo and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It would make a lot of sense. It's literally. I know. It's literally the Turtles with Splinter are five. The Scooby Gang is five. Exactly. This needs to happen if it hasn't happened already, which I don't think it has. Cause I feel and it's like, like literally know. the turtles are like the in-between of like Scooby. Well, I mean, Scooby would fit in perfectly. He's a talking dog. Yeah. They're, he's not humanoid though. So like the turtles yeah. are like a cross between Scooby and fucking everyone else in the gang. There you go. You got, mm-hmm. your, you got your middle ground. You you got, you have completed the, the gang. <laughs> That's the exactly. true gang right there. Of course, I uh, that needs to happen. I'm gonna write Warner Brothers or whoever Nico, who I don't know who owns the rights to these characters currently, but I'm gonna write them. I think it's WB and uh, WB. I think WB owns the right to Scooby Doo. I don't know though, because isn't it like either. aren't they the ones that always make the animated movies like every year? I think. Oh so, yeah. Okay, I think yeah, I think it's WB and Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon owns. Oh okay. Yeah, because at the beginning of the new movie, it was like Nickelodeon Pictures. I'm like, they got a whole studio now? (laughs) They're releasing these in theaters? Nickelodeon moving up. (laughs) They've come a long way since, uh, I don't know, what was on Nickelodeon that I watched? Drake and Um, Josh. Drake and Josh, okay, yeah. Zoe 101, iCarly. Dude, when I was really little, I watched Max and Ruby on Nickelodeon. Oh, dude, I watched that. Yes, I used to watch that like that every was the morning. Best thing ever. <laughs> I loved uh, I loved when Max's friend or like Ruby's friend would come over and teach Max how to play football. I don't know if you ever saw those episodes, but there was like a bunch of episodes where Max was just learning how to play football, and it was awesome. 
But uh, this 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 is this is not an episode about bunnies. No, it's about turtles and uh, another. I guess sharks aren't reptiles, but they kind of feel like water reptiles, you know. Like I feel like they're in that vein. But um, I still wanted to. I wanted to get back to um. I really like how they they give Splinter some stuff to do at the end of this movie. Like once he comes back into the fold, he kind of gets his moments to shine because I feel like for that entire middle section, Splinter's like captured, and the turtles are kind of figuring everything out without him, and so to give. Splinters the moments like with Shredder against Shredder at the end. I feel like they really work because I I'm a big fan of Splinter. I think he's a great character. Yeah, like he he owns Shredder too. Like Shredder doesn't get anything in on him. No, I mean it doesn't last that, very long at all. That rat is is good. Um, oh, there's the other thing I was gonna mention. Who does who's doing all the impressions early on in the movie with the. Uh, like April and I think Casey's there. Like they do the Rocky impression. Michelangelo. Like, okay, it is it is Michelangelo. I I got a good laugh out of the uh, the Rocky impersonation. Adrian. Like, Adrian. <laughs> well, I'm gonna face Apollo. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy I finally watched this movie. I mean, I obviously have known about it and I've known about scenes like obviously how the suits look and uh, trench coat raft and uh shredder and everything but it was better than i thought it was gonna be i don't feel like it like i felt like it was the perfect length it didn't overstay its welcome or anything and uh i haven't seen any of the sequels like two or three so i don't know how those are but this one was pretty good yeah i really like this movie and i think like the score is even pretty good it's just it fits it fits with like just what's going on on screen and with the turtles who they are as characters and splinter's Spoilers, Splinter do- doesn't actually die at the end of this movie. Spoiler for this over 30-year-old movie. <laughs> but you would think he... I don't know how he survived that. Because he literally fell into a garbage truck and then Casey was like, Oops, turned it on. Turned the compactor on. So he was I, compacted. Dude, that was crazy. That was, I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that's man, like super that brutal for bad. a family movie, kids movie. <laughs> Is this movie in the Saw universe? uh i don't think so you think it's a stretch i don't know i feel like i feel like it could be in there somewhere i don't know uh what did you think of shredder's costume though how he like it was like bezazzled or whatever (laughs) i liked it i don't know i thought it was i thought it fit the vibe of the movie i felt like uh it was going a couple decades back (laughs) but yeah i still liked it I never noticed, I never remembered it until the day at least. I don't know if I ever noticed that as a kid or not, that like, <laughs> most of his costume was bezazzled. Just like glittery pants. Yeah. And he's like, God, the... he was, he was, he was getting turned, man. But, uh, I feel like, like, I just, I also like the kind of grimy New York City atmosphere in this movie. Like, it kind of reminds me of Escape from New York from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like there's still, like, enough. 80s humor and vibes in this movie like it was only the first year of the 90s so um i kind of made some comparisons there but i just i love that atmosphere i think it it works really well for the movie i agree oh another funny thing is once uh like leo hears 
Splinter reaching out to him as, like, Leonardo, and then Leonardo runs and tells everyone, like, I know Splinter is alive, and Donnie's like, yeah, we think Splinter is alive too, Leo, and he's like, no, I know he's alive. <laughs> They're like, what? No. <laughs> and they go to this fire to do this, like, whole, like, ritual ceremony thing to, like, fully unlock their inner ninja, because it comes from the mind, not the body, and Donatello Ooh. whips out some marshmallows for s'mores. Why does he do that? There's no. Why would it not be Michelangelo that does that? It was Donatello, dude. He was like. I don't know. Donatello is a comedian in this. Donatello is my boy. I love that guy. Yeah, I also love that moment where, like, when the foot. It's uh, during the whole rooftop fight with Ralph and then it in the apartment with all the other turtles some other foot members were about to drop in and donatello is like uh guys like structurally speaking i don't think right now would be a good time for your your buddies to drop yeah, in like i i studied architecture and uh this is not you don't want to do it right now yeah and then the floor caves through yeah oh and the building's it's on fire and april gets fired while the building's on fire yeah that's tough. I mean... Hey, but by the end, she's like the highest paid reporter in New York, so... That's true. Get some, April. Oh, my... Yeah. It... it what happens, happens, you know? Hey, in, in the end, Casey has a girlfriend, and she's the highest I, yeah. paid reporter in New York. I, like, everyone won. Yeah. I saw this... I saw this joke. This is totally off topic, but, um... It was about, like, it was a Barbenheimer joke, and it was like, to go see Oppenheimer... You need to understand, like, physics and, like, history and World War II history and, like, astrophysonomics and every, like, all these big words and everything. And to go watch Barbie, all you need is a girl to go see it with. So Oppenheimer is clearly way easier to be able to watch. Oh. This is making fun of people who have no bitches. Anyway, are you, you have anything else to say about this movie? No, I think we've said enough. It's pretty damn good it is pretty damn good now really fun before time. we get in before we get into the meg i'm gonna uh catch Braden off guard because i'm in a big nfl mood right now and i got curious about this stat and so i looked it up and now i want to quiz him so Braden. oh god there are only there are only seven active nfl quarterbacks with more than three playoff wins can you name all seven more than three playoff wins. Seven quarterbacks with yeah. more than three playoff wins that are still active in the league. So all the ever anyone else that has more than three playoff wins in NFL history, any quarterback has retired. Yes. Okay. So, Aaron Rodgers. He's he's the first with twelve. Yep. Patrick Mahomes. He's second with eleven. Russell Wilson. He's third with nine. Oh my God! I'm naming these in order somehow. <laughs> Yeah. There's four more. Wait, with three or more wins. Yeah, there's four more. That's tricky. Well, not, there's... not three or more. Four, more than three. So four or more. Oh, so. Oh, God. I don't. I'll just have to edit some of this. It'll be okay. <laughs> I want I want to get these right. <laughs> okay. God, dude. I, like, every quarterback I keep thinking of has. Don't win fucking playoff games. I'm like, fuck. Uh. Like, I don't know how many fucking playoff games Dak Prescott has won. I don't want to guess him. I know he's lost more than fucking three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kirk. Oh, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has not. What? He hasn't? Dude, he, 
No, he's only... No, oh shit, no, he wasn't with Minnesota that year. That was fucking Case Keenum. Fuck yeah. me! Fuck me! That was the year before they got him, wasn't it? Fuck! <laughs> okay, that guess... Whatever, invalid. Wait. Yeah. No. Uh, dude, I feel like... Wait, is Nick Foles still active? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, yeah, well, no, I'm wrong. I think even if so, he only won three. I think he only ever won the three he played for Philly yeah. when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you, do you want uh... a hint? <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Give, fuck it. Give me okay. a hint. Okay, I'll just give you. I'll just give you a hint for Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's not. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this guy, similarly to Ryan Tannehill, I would say like his his playoff wins are not exemplary of like the caliber of quarterback he is. Like like the team has been better than he's played. The, the team the has been wins. better than he played. Wait. The team has been better. Oh, Jared Goff. No. No. <laughs> he didn't he win more than three with the Rams. What? Jared he was Goff with them for a while. Exactly. Yeah. Is Matt Ryan still active? I, I don't know. He's not on the list. <laughs> I think he might have retired. He should have after last season. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I don't think Josh Allen has won more than three. <laughs> Josh Allen. He's on there. Yep. How many? How many has he won? He's won four. Four. Won Fuck. Four. Is he last? Uh. Well, there's one other guy who's won four, and then there's two who have won five. Oh my god! I got the top three. I'm. I'm. I knew. I knew. <laughs> yeah. No, I got this. I feel like. I, okay. Wait. Jimmy fucking Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> has won five playoff games. Is that who you were talking about? With that hint? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about him because he's not fucking with San Francisco anymore, but I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, One other guy got the majority of these wins all in just one playoff run. All in one playoff run. Actually, for the, I mean, for the most part, like, both of these. Both of these two that are oh, remaining. Oh, well. I, I don't know why I haven't said... I know Joe Burrow has fucking four playoff wins. <laughs> he, has, he has five. He has five? Wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he won two this year and th- three last year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's one more who has four. I don't know why I didn't guess Joe Burrow early, like sooner. They made the fucking Super Bowl last year, and I knew they won games this yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> There's one more. Okay, what conference? It's in the NFC. NFC? What the fuck? Wait. NFC, let's see, who's in the East? I don't think it's Dak Prescott. <laughs> I'm not going to guess Dak Prescott. If it's Dak Prescott, okay. I'm going to be pissed. NFC West, who's in the West? Geno Smith, definitely not him. I already guessed Jared Goff, it wasn't him. Fucking, I don't even know who the Falcons quarterback is. NFC West, is it Matthew Stafford? It is Matthew Stafford. Okay. <laughs> he has won four, yeah. God, that was. All, has he really? I thought. Did he? The Rams have won four won, playoff games while he was there. Because he won one before he lost to the Bucks to Tom Brady, um, or or no, they lost to the Packers. No, Jared Goff was still with them when they lost to the Packers. Who the fuck did they? Hold lose on. To? No, so they won. They won, or did they win all four to to win the Super Bowl? Oh, are they not the one seed? I don't think so. I guess I think they, they, they would have won all four then. Yeah. If okay. they weren't the one seed. Well, 
that was a uh, diversion from what we were going to talk about today. But I just saw it and I was like, Braden can get all these guys. Man, I did so well there out, out the gate, and then I was like, oh man, started doubting myself. Okay. Yeah, well, I should have just guessed the obvious ones. I was like, Josh Allen isn't going to be on there. I was like, Joe Burrow, he's only played fucking, he's only been in the playoffs two seasons. Forget that he made the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, uh, unfortunately, none of these quarterbacks have the nickname of uh, the Shark, but that is what we're going to talk about before we wrap things up. Uh, The 2018 film starring Jason Statham, known as The Meg. I watched this movie probably when it came out on streaming, after it was in theaters, and then I've seen, like, parts of it a couple times since. I don't think I've actually rewatched it all the way through. Uh, You just watched it recently for the first time. Yes. Uh, I, as a as a shark lover, like, I kind of think sharks are really cool, and I, I used to watch, like, a lot of videos and stuff about them as a kid. I always look for shark movies to watch. I, I don't think many of them are very good. Jaws is obviously the gold standard and one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, I don't think anything's really been up to that level besides Jaws, and I don't think the Meg is an exception, although I do think it's good fun and it's good enough for what it is. Like, I enjoy this movie. Yeah, this movie is entertaining enough. Uh, Jason Statham yeah. is pretty great in it. I, I think Jason Statham is awesome in this movie. And I had this very weird thought that I wrote down while watching it that I said, um, Jason Statham looks like if Bill Burr was cool. <laughs> is Bill Burr not cool? <laughs> well, I mean... Bill Burr's funny. I don't know if he's... He's not, like, attacking giant killer sharks cool. Ah, uh, maybe he could. Maybe maybe Bill Burr could. Probably maybe. not. Bill Burr would probably say, fuck that, I got a pilot's <laughs> license know. now, I'm gonna fly over this thing. <laughs> yeah. That is probably uh, what Bill Burr would say. Speaking uh, of... <laughs> no, that's... I like how I just keep jumping into the middle of, like, every movie. Speaking of pilots and flying things, uh, Dwight Schrute had his very own, like, bomb squad or something. I know! Yeah, <laughs> Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute is in this movie. I forgot he was in this movie. Um, I turned some of it on last night. I watched, like, maybe half of it or 60% of it. And I was like, is that is that Rain goddamn Wilson? And I looked it up on Letterboxd and I wasn't sure. And I was like, it is. I had to look it up, too, because, like, I didn't really think about it until I heard him talking. I'm like, is that Rain Wilson? Because I did not recognize him with facial hair. (laughs) No, he's got, like, facial hair. He looks older, obviously. But, um, yeah, he is in this movie, and I actually think he's really funny for the most part. Like, I think he has a lot of funny lines. I agree. I liked him. Yeah. Unfortunately, his death is kind of stupid. Um, Very. Yeah, it's very stupid. Uh, I guess one of my, like, my big issue with this movie is um, I feel like they so many times, just as a cheap way of, like, creating suspense, they just, they keep throwing people into the water. Like, they keep finding new ways to get someone into the water to create suspense and danger, and I think it feels so forced after a while. Like, you just watch it, and literally every ten minutes it's like, oh no, they fell into the water or they're in the water and the shark's in there. And it it just came off as cheap and like trying to emulate Jaws like way too much to me and it didn't really work. Yeah, I agree. There was way too many moments where like they're 
they just had to get the characters into the water for no reason. They're like, oh, yeah. let's capsize the ship right now because we we've done everything else already. We got to do this now. <laughs> also, by the way, okay, I just want to say this: the the love. I don't remember the love interest name. I'm sorry. I'm just speaking the love interest to Jason Statham, but her dad, who uh, her dad, dude, screw this self righteous like leader guy who's literally like all like, hey, we can't kill the shark. This is for science. Like, if we're just get like, bro, it is a 100-foot-long killer shark that is eating both. I don't care about the science. That thing needs to be dead. Yeah, uh, what's the point of doing science on something that is no longer about to exist? Legit. Like, I, I mean, I understand it, but at the same time, he was so self-righteous about it, and I was like, bro. Yeah, and he almost got his daughter killed multiple times legit like oh my god i was kind of relieved when he finally died i'm like fuck your daughter's probably safe now (laughs) i i I really like his granddaughter in this movie though she only has like two scenes but i think she's really cute yeah she calls jason statham crazy she does and then she uh she has the scene where she's in the like tubes or the tunnels or whatever and then the meg uh greets her let's say um gives her a little smile yeah uh definitely smiles at her i think i was i was happy with that she wasn't like an annoying little kid which happens in a lot of these movies or these types of roles i actually liked her a lot I <laughs> dude i love like when the ship does like capsize or whatever mm-hmm. i think it's that moment or it might be a, it's one of the moments they end up in the water and the the one guy he's got a life jacket on and he's freaking out yeah. the one that can't swim and the little girl is like Stop, you got a life jacket on. She's like the one comforting <laughs> him in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's awesome. I really liked her. Um, overall, I think like the humor in this movie actually really works. Like it's part of what keeps it afloat, no pun intended. Like I really like when um they're trying to put the tracker in the Megalodon so that they can set up the cage and so someone has to go into the water to shoot the tracker at him. And Jason Statham's going to do it. But then the other guy is like, hey, if you don't want to do it, I will. And Jason Statham's like, no, it's okay. I got it. And then the guy goes, okay, good, because I was lying. <laughs> when uh, I, I like think it's part. Rain Wilson's character that, like, proposes the whole thing. And then they're like, all right, who's going to do this? And they all, they like, the moment they look at Rain Wilson, he's like, I can't swim. He's like, oh, sorry, my body swim. made me say that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. See, I like that line, too. Um, also, I think it's so hilarious when, um, I really, I really look like a bad guy here because I just can't remember the, the main female lead's name, but when she's down in the cage trying to inject the poison into the shark or whatever, and everything starts going wrong, and she's literally a hundred feet under the water in a cage with a giant shark down there. And Jason Statham takes off his sweatshirt and, like, runs to dive into the water. I'm like, that is so stupid. Like, what does he think he's going to do? Dude, Jason Statham just went up against this shark, like, every chance he got. He did not care. He's like... He did not care. (laughs) Just single-handedly goes blow for blow with this giant shark. Because that's the type of man Jason Statham is. Uh, But, uh, yeah, then there's, uh, they... They find out there's a second shark, which uh, I was not expecting when I first watched this movie. But yeah, I wasn't expecting that either at all. I, 
<laughs> I don't know. Because I, I, I was a- wondering what was going to happen because, like, they killed the first one relatively early on. It's, like, middle of the movie, like, closer to the back half of the first half. Like, I don't even think mm-hmm. we had gotten to the halfway point yet. So I'm like, what is the rest of this movie about to be? And then that happens. I'm like, oh, okay, there's just a second one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do think they kind of set it up well with, like, there's a little moment with uh, Datham and the and the woman, and they're, like, they're like looking at comparing the bite marks that were on the, uh, like, tunnel to the teeth of the Meg that they killed. And they're like, well, that that doesn't that doesn't exactly add up, and then obviously like the other one comes out of the water. I yeah. I think it works. It does feel a little like, oh my god, like really? There's there's another one. Like I don't know. I feel like they could have just stretched it out and made the fight with the first one more interesting. Because like there's only one shark in Jaws, and that movie is longer than this one, and the pacing in it is pretty flawless in my opinion. I know it's unfair to compare shark movies to Jaws at this point, but that's kind of what I'm going to do when Jaws is Jaws. Yeah, I mean, what other shark movie is there to compare it to if not Jaws? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I do think the ending, with or how Statham finally kills, like, they finally kill the second shark is kind of cool with him, uh, like, basically making it bleed, and then all the other, like, modern sharks come and kill it. They're like, hey, you old, bro. You an old man. We're going to show you what's up. That was um, so satisfying. I know. It it really was. Dude, it was so satisfying to me just to see, like, Jason Statham gut that thing. Yeah. <laughs> it It's very satisfying. I was they like, made yes. the kill worth it. I don't know why it wasn't, like, it made sense that all those sharks came because, obviously, blood. I don't know why yeah. I wasn't really expecting it. <laughs> yeah. It blood in the water, sense. man. They don't care and that then, you're one uh, of their own. They don't care that you're a big motherfucker. They do not. You wounded. You weak. You you food. You getting eaten. You getting eaten. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I think overall, uh, if you want just like a kind of dumb, like fun shark movie to watch, it's perfectly entertaining enough. It there's it's not too long. Um, it does take a little longer to get going than you would like, I suppose, with a movie like this. Like, not a lot really happens for the first 15, 20 minutes. It's kind of setting everything up. But once you get to the shark really being revealed, I think it I think it goes pretty smoothly. It's obviously kind of corny, and it tries to take way too much from Jaws, which doesn't really work. But as a whole, if it's like a thumbs-up or thumbs-down world, I would say this movie is a thumbs-up for me. Not like a huge thumbs-up. I don't love it or anything, but I think it was good enough. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's entertaining enough. Like, I don't know if anyone ever wanted to watch the Meg. I wouldn't even be opposed to it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, sure, okay, like whatever, that's fine. Um, apparently the second one is very, very bad, so that's disappointing. But maybe I'll still go see it, or maybe I'll watch it when it comes on streaming. I don't know. But I'm yeah. not watching it when it comes on streaming because seeing Jason Statham murder a giant prehistoric shark is pretty satisfying it is pretty satisfying and there's a lot of freaking sharks in this new movie from the trailer that i watched so it should be a lot of satisfying moments but if people are saying it's bad then maybe they messed that up i don't know i don't know maybe people are wrong 
Or maybe it is bad. Maybe people are wrong. Maybe it's actually awesome and the greatest movie of all time and going to win Best Picture. Yes. Definitely going yeah. to win Best Picture. The, the, the of course. Meg 2, The Trench. Yeah. Better Trench movie than that Aquaman spinoff. Exactly. Whatever it been. Yeah. But uh, I think that about wraps it up for me. Is there anything else you want to say? Maybe, maybe plug where uh, people can listen to the show. Yeah, Jason Statham was awesome in this movie. and He is awesome. I, I like seeing Dwight there. That, that's true. It's kind of nice seeing Rain Wilson just randomly show up in things from time to time. Yeah, I I enjoyed him in this a lot. I wish his death wouldn't have been so stupid. He just falls off a boat and gets eaten. But, you know, it's okay. Yeah, but uh, you can listen to this show on YouTube if you aren't already, or on Spotify or iTunes. You can find us there. It, I don't... I don't know where else is for sure available. It should be on like wherever you can find podcasts, but yeah, who knows? Where that's just some of the mystery of it all, you know. Exactly, it's for sure on those three platforms, though. So you know, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's gonna do it for us. And we're, we'll go back into hibernation until next time. <laughs>